So we uh, we started last night and the din of the Mishnah within three days before a Goyish holiday it is also to conduct business with a guy was the din of the Mishnah and we will not be discussing that for a while. We're going to tomorrow we'll go like due west like straight on a tangent. The tangent began last night. When we're trying to discuss this word idehen. What kind of word is idehen? So some people read it with an aleph, some people read it with an ayin. So the one that reads it with an aleph straight up, kikar v'yem idam, the Pasuk in Hazinu tells us kikar v'yem idam, that their holiday is rapidly approaching. Fascinating. In, in one of many riots, we'll see that we started up it is our mamish in the exact time. The gura on that pasik, the kikar of yom edom, says that you know when their day, their day of, that's it, their ending day comes, when the schus of esos kibarav runs out. So this kikar of yom edom is a is a direct result, or it's directly connected to this week's parsha, and the gura says that that that's when that yom edom is. Anyway, so. That's the that's the Aleph Girsa. The other Ayin Girsa is that the Goyim are going to give Eidos. The Goyim are going to give Eidos that, that we are correct, that they were wrong. Um, the Gemara says, what, why, you know, what do they do with each other? So the Ayin reason was, was the fact that a Kodesh Baruch is going to break their Avedizaras is a result of the Eidos. So therefore, whenever you want to attack something, whenever you want to deal with something, you deal with the cause, you don't deal with the symptom. Rabbi Yosef Engel, Rabbi Yosef Engel, who was like an incredible Polish guy, and he has many svar, many encyclopedic works. And one of his encyclopedias is Lekach Tov, in which he breaks down how, you know, these types of questions. You know, Siba Mesevev, these types of questions in his list of how to deal with something do you deal with the cause or do you deal with the symptoms one of the sources that he brings that that is the machlekas here he brings this in this gemara which we think is a throwaway gemara about a diktuk word if it's aleph or an ayin is actually in Rebbe Engel's list of how to learn up a suya do you go after the cause the apis or where it shows itself by the, by the, uh, by the breaking of the avodah So that was that was last night. So we are up to Bezam and Aleph, five lines into the wide lines. V'hai yitnu edehem v'yatstiku. This pasuk you quote in Yeshaya, that they will give their edus and justify. It's written by the Goyim? What are you talking about? This Pasik. Yitnu Eidehem. They will give their Eidos is a Pasik referring to Yidin. The Amr B'Shuvan Levi. Kol Mitzvah Shi Yisrael Oisim by Lamhaza. Every single Mitzvah that the Yidin do in Oilam Haza. Will come and testify for you in Elam Haza. Shenamar 
Yitnu Eideyem V'yatzdiku Elu Yisrael. The Yisrael, the Yidden, are going to come, Yitnu Eideyem, give their testimony, V'yatzdiku, and justify what Hashem did. So, you see, you're wrong. You're using this Pasuk, Eideyem, with an ayin, saying that you see that the Goyim's breaking point, the Goyim's holiday, the day of the Goyim, the day the Goyim referred to is with an ayin from a Pasuk talking about Edis that Yisrael gives on themselves. So you're wrong. With that, the Gemara rejects the ayin source of last night. By the way, the Me'iri points out over here that you see how important it is every single mitzvah. It doesn't say the big mitzvahs are going to come. Kol Every single mitzvah you do in Elam Haza will come and be a support for you in Elam Haba. So let's let's continue the drasha. Shenemar yitnu edeim viatstiku. They will give their edus and justify elu yisrael. The yatstiku means Russian justify, like tzidikadin. Yishmu v'yomer emes. They will hear and say yes, it is true. Elu These are the goyim. So that is the final quote. That's the explanation of the pasuk. So that is no longer a source. So the mandamar that learns that it's idehen with an ayin is now out of a source. And the Gemara now is going to have to switch and find them another source. Before we go weiter, just there's a beautiful shot in this pasuk. So it says, this is lost love at the end of time. The Yidden are going to come and justify. The Yidden at the end of time are going to come and justify. And the Goyim are going to say it's true. What are the Yidden justifying and being matstic? And what are the Goyim saying is true? So this comes back to a Gemara we've discussed many, many, many times. A Gemara in Sukkah, at the end of Sukkah, that Lassad Lava, Karsh Baruch, is going to take the Yitzhahara and Shech the Yitzhahara. And we're going to watch, Tzadikim are going to watch, and Rishayim are going to watch. And both Rishayim and Tzadikim are going to cry. The Tzadikim are going to cry that it's a huge mountain. The Rishayim are going to cry because there's a little chutasaira. It was a little strand. And therefore, and that's what Akash Baruch is going to do, loss of love. So we ask every single time the same two questions. How could two people see one thing and it looks differently. If Agash Baruch is going to reveal what the Yetzirah really looks like, how could, to certain people, Tzadikim, it's going to look one way, and to others, to Rishayim, it's going to look another way. If it is an item, if it's an entity, and it's now revealed, it should look the same to everybody. And if they have opposite reactions, why are they crying? Why are the Tzadikim crying at all? So we explain different variations on this Vart, but for tonight, we'll say it this way that the tzaddikim are going to see it's a mountain. And we would have been unable to fight the Yetzirah on our own. What helped us is that we took the first move and Hashem helped us. That we took the first move, we committed to dealing with the Yetzirah. We didn't have to do much work as long as we committed. HaKadosh Baruch helps us. That's why it's a mountain. It looks huge. Woo. There's no way I would have been able to do this on my own. It's a mountain. But, but, I committed and Hashem did the rest. 
That's why it looks like a mountain. That's why they're being matzik. They're saying, Lamaisa, I have to justify. Hashem did it, not me. I would not have been able to do it on my own. And that's why they cry. That's why it says over here that in the end of time, Kalisar is going to look and they're going to be matzik because they're going to say, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the Rebbeinishel. The Rishayim are going to look, it looks like a strand. And they're going to say, we didn't even make the first move. We didn't even commit to a strand. A Russia is going to say, the, the reason I wasn't able to fight the Yitzhahara, it's my fault. Because I didn't even commit to a strand. And that's why the Goyim, the Rishayim, are going to say, Emes, it's Emes, that I deserve this punishment. Not that I could have captured on my own, that I could have made a commitment. And this is the same part we always say when it comes to Lasa It's going to come out that no one could do it on their own. All Kodesh Baruch wanted was a commitment. Those that won, those that did it well, committed to something. Those that didn't, didn't commit to anything. And that's the Pshan this Pasuk, Fiyatzdiku. They justify that a Kodesh Baruch did it for them. Um, by the way, when we talk Lasid Lavi, what does this mean? We're talking now Lasid Lavi, and we're going to be talking the whole Amid Aleph, most of Amid Beis, about Lasid Lavi. Which tikufa are we referring to when we talk la'asid lavi? So the Ravid says it means Yemaisa Mashiach. It's here in Elam Hazah. It's after Mashiach comes, after Machemis Gaigu Magag, this is the, the, uh, the arrow we're talking. And he brings rice. The Ian Yaakov says that la'asid lavi of these Gemaras is referring to after Mashiach, after Tchiyas HaMesim, after this Elam Hazah is done, it's talking about Lasad Lava, it's talking about in Elam Haba. So there's a Machlekes, and you know, we'll, we'll point out the Rayas as we go along, which, which Lasad Lava is this referring to. Says the Gemara, Ela Omar, Ravhuna, Bred Yerushua, Madam Edehen with an Ayin, Mehacha, he learns it out from the following Pasik, Yitzri Pesel. Those that form idols, kulam tayu, they're all nothing. V'chamudehen, and those that desire them, bal ye'ilu, it doesn't help. V'eidehem heima, and they will admit to that, they will be the first ones to tell you that. So we see over here, the day of reckoning, the day of the game is referred to as eidehem with an ayin, and that is his source. This this pasuk uh, we don't really do much with, and that's that's the final, that's the final End of that first opening sugya in Avedizar. The first sugya is Idein with an Aleph, Idein with an Ayin. The, the Aleph one's a straight up Pasuk in Hazinu. The Ayin one went through some trials and tribulations and we finally found our Pasuk. Speaking, Asad love, Lasad lovely. So this Gemara is Mamash, one of the most famous Gemaras. I could say that when Nafsin's not here. Dorish. Reb Chanina Bar Papa Vitemer Simloi. Lost Lovoi. This day, when Akarish Barhu in the final reckoning, maybe Akarish Barhu is safer Tyra. Akarish Barhu is going to take a safer Tyra. Ooh. And he's going to hold his safer Tyra against him tight. Anyone who learned this Tyra. Who is Isaac in this Torah? Who assisted in this Torah? As we'll see, Yavai v'yital schare. 
Now is your time for payback. By the way, this is one of the Ion Yaakov's rise that it's talking less of Lavi, because we learned to Gemara Brachis that the schar for Tyra is unimaginable and it's only going to be apparent in Elam Haba. So this is one of the Ian Yaakov's rias that this Gemara is talking about Elam Haba, not Yemei Samashiach, because it's the time of payback for the schar of Tyra. Anyway, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes an announcement. So we're here, we're here in the end of times. Everything becomes apparent. There's no more secrets. There's nothing hidden because truth is so evident. The truth shines out. Truth is just everywhere. And HaKadosh Baruch says, okay, whoever wants reward, whoever learned the Torah, whoever was icing in the Torah, assisted in the Torah, come and take schar. And it's not anymore something that you could say, that's stupid, I don't want that. Because the truth at that point will be so apparent, no one will be able to say, I don't want that. So, yeah. Immediately, all of the nations come in one big mass. Beirvovia means in huge mixture. They're, you, they're a big mixture. Why did the Gaim come as one big mixture? You know, obviously everything, again, we're lost at love. There's no accidents. Everything is planned and everything is deliberate. So what was the Gaim's intention in coming as one big mass? So the Ian Yaakov, who again, he is the premier Mefarsh on Ein Yaakov, he was written by he's Rabbi Yankov Reicher. He was in the 1600s. He's the Shvus Yankov, the Shav Yankov. He's uh, uh, the Paisik Hadar. And he also, he was, said this in the past, he was once captured by, you know, some bandits. And he told the Rebbein Shalom, he made a nether, if I get free from this, I will write a sefer to explain that I got it to Zinshas. And, you know, that was what he decided would be the best gift to the Rebbeinu Shalom, and he wrote the Ion Yankov. So the Ion Yankov says that they figured that we're better off with the Schus HaRabim. Their, their intention in coming together as one great mass was the Schus HaRabim. The Amtachas bin Yaman says an amazing shot, and this is really you know, going to be our approach to this sugya. The Gayim knew that they didn't learn Tyra straight up. I mean, you don't have any Gaisha or Baruch Bears. You don't have any Gaisha or So they knew they didn't learn Tyra. So their approach, as we go through this sugya, it takes up much of our base. Their approach was, of course we didn't learn, but we were a major supporting role in the Yisachar Zvulin fashion the mold of Yisach HaZvulin, and we enabled Klal Yisrael to learn Torah. And that's going to be, again, there's no lies here. Everything is going to be truth. And you can't just say something that's not real MS because the light of MS is going to shine and it'll be exposed right away. So there's no Sheker. So any time that the Goyim has is going to be in, in a role that, like, no, 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 we enabled, we facilitated, we helped Tyra being learned. So on that vein, Damtachas Binyamin says that the reason that nations came as one unit 
is you're pointing out a truth. It's Pashat even nowadays that no one nation can live on their own. Every single nation on earth, or not every single nation, a lot of nations make contributions that no other nation makes. For instance, there's, no one makes semiconductors beside Taiwan. It's, it's a big problem. We can't do this. And, and everything we have, as you see with this car shortage and, and, and the whole thing, it, it, it's the, the world economy is intertwined and there's nations that contribute. I'm not talking about natural resources, that there's only two places on earth you could get uh, tungsten or some metal or, um, or um, not, not uh, titanium, um, palladium, so something that they use in cell phone batteries. Palladium? Huh? Not plutonium. Palladium. Superman. Huh? Superman. Superman, yeah. The kryptonite, yeah. So there's only two places. So I'm not talking about natural resources. Even in contributions to, to thinking and processing, every nation adds its thing. And, and it's poshit that no one nation alone would be able to survive. Even, even the mighty America. We wouldn't be able to survive by ourselves for one day. So the Goyim were trying to put this on in a graphic display. That by coming all together, the Goyim were proclaiming to the Rebbein Shalom, listen, there's no one nation that could live on its own. Kalisar is the same thing. So yeah, they learned the Torah, but we contributed the XYZ. We contributed the infrastructure. We, can, we contributed the markets. We contributed the, the ability to buy and sell and trade and ship. We contributed to Claudius' ability to learn Tyra just like no one nation could live on their own. And that was their, that was their goal when they, when they came in front of the Rebbein bitter vuvia. So the Rebbein said, all right, who wants char? Come and show me who participated in the Sefer Tyra. So miyad, miskabtsin, ubayin, wasayla, bitter vuvia. They came in a big mixture, a big mass. Shenemar kolagayim niktsu yachtov amal makarish baruchu alti kuntsu lefanai baravuvia. Don't, don't, you know, make a, make a mess when you come from me. No, no mixture. I'm the Bali Munser. Love this Gemara. They, Mamashe, I feel in this Gemara that nothing happens in front of the Benisham when when it's like bahala. Everything has to be done orderly. Planned, organized. The Bali Musa loved this Gemara. The Rebbe says, do not enter in front of me, bitter vuvius. You see, you have to be always, you know, ruig and, and, and calculated. So to that doesn't apply to God. Good, good question, but not bitter vuvius. Good question. El Tikhan is called Umma Umma. Every nation should come in, v'sayfreha, and its scholars, Rashi says, v'chachameha. Every nation represented by its elite can come and represent themselves and plead your case. Shenemar umim and la'im it means malchus. like we have in this week's parsha. yamatz, which is talking about the the leaders that will come from uh, from her stomach, Esav and Yankiv. Says the Gemara, one second, one second. What was so bad? What was so bad about about Irvuvia? 
me and you can't deal with Yervuvia. Which means if 20 people come to us at once with 20 issues, is very confusing. Especially if 10 million people come in front of us with 20 issues. It's very confusing. So, so for my human mind, then you say, well, one second, one second, one second, one second. Anyone that's here for issue A, you know, be here. Anyone that's here for issue B, be here. Anyone that's here for issue C, go here. But the Rebunish Lelem, the thing that makes him the Rebunish is his ability to deal with billions of factors mamish on an individual basis. That's called Ashkacha Pratis. That's called the Kaddish Baruch's ability to be mashgiach the Eilam the way he is. So the, this issue that, that seems to have been a very, very, very big issue shouldn't be an issue for the Rebbein Shalom at all. Is there confusion and mixture in front of the Rebbein Shalom? Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, like Rashi says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what every single person is thinking. So there's no such thing as Yervuvia. Says the Gemara, no, no, like everything else, it's for us. So that they shouldn't get mixed up with each other. So they can hear what is told to them, which means for your own good. I don't care if you come bear Vuvia, but if you want to have a dialogue and you want to deal with this, then for your own good, you better make some organization so each person can get his answer that's applicable to him. Says the Gemara, okay, fine. They organized into countries, into nations. Now that it's not in Revuvia, there's got to be an order. Who goes first? So the nation of Rome, the kingdom of Rome, entered first. My time, huh? Why Rome first? It's the most prestigious of all nations. How do you know that it's Chashev? So we all know that in Daniel, Daniel had a vision. It's not a Nevoah. Because Daniel wasn't a Navi. But it was a vision. Ruach HaKadosh. And, and Daniel saw a picture, a form, an image of the four Malchias that were to lead the world. And Daniel describes them how they looked. And Daniel, in describing Rome, said as follows. I'll read the, I'll read the rest of the Pasuk. Because I have like a, we got a new I bought a new fancy, very fancy Yamar. And it has like the, of course they only it's like the cars. You can't get the LE anymore. They only have the XLE in stock. Like the Gemars, they don't have no old Palmas in stock. They only have $36. You got that? No, <laughs> $36. Oh, from five years ago. $36 Gemars. Yeah. So so the so in this fancy Gemara here. So you'll never be able to stop to get nothing but correct no, yeah, I can't read. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> so, the fourth animal, meaning each of the four kingdoms, was represented as an animal. Malku Rivia'a, to have a the fourth kingdom that's going to be in the land, the Tisna, that is hated, from all kingdoms, 
I don't know how to read that Aleph. It doesn't have an Akudah. It will eat up all the land, chew it up, and spit it out. So somehow that passing is supposed to tell me that, Dani, that, that um, Rome is the most chosh of a Malchus. is referring to Rome. Chayeves. Probably that means the guilty one. It, th- these Gemaras obviously were, were censored and changed. The Dikduge Seyfram has three gears in this Gemara. So, Raimi Chayev. Huh? He calls it Russia. Yes, that's one of the gears in the Dikduge Seyfram. Zu Raimi Chayevis. This is Rome, the guilty. Shetiva Yatsab Chalaylam. That it's Tiva is recognized worldwide. What does that mean? That means there's three pshatim. Rashi says its reputation is worldwide. The Marsha says that its currency is used worldwide, you know, like the American dollar. And the Ben Yayada says that its, its products are sold worldwide. So, interesting, the three pshatim in what gives Rebbechan said, Amr Zu Raimi, this is referring to Rome, Shetiva Yoitza. Whatever it's 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 matbeya, it's tiva, goes out all around the world, and that's what makes it chashiv. You have three pshatim here. What makes a nation chashiv? I mean, all three. Uh, America is definitely the most chashiv a nation. Our money is by far the most used. Our products are the most used, and and our reputation is the is the greatest. But either way, if I will stop here, we're not going to get into the into the to the rest of the story tonight we'll stop here for tonight